so you can teach an old dog new tricks. Unfortunately for Joel, all he can learn is to play dead. But what is this? Another one of the Grey Lady's lap dogs has come to die, and he's brought a little girl with him. How delightful. The despair fed to the empty death by an orphan child is most delicious. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and there's someone else here. Do you do you feel a presence? I feel a warm if, spot. Sorry. If, if you're here. That wasn't me, I swear. Knock three times. No one's okay. here. That was only once. We're saying. I only heard one knock. Once. There's no one here. There was only one. Ah, that's awkward. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to regular I'd banter, try. guys. So. Then gently there came a rapping. <laughs> Last week, right? That's a tone that you don't usually hear for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Last week, we had a new voice join the cast, at least for a while. The soothing tones of GM Liam from Cardinal Adventures is joining the cast of Roll for Intent for a while, maybe, or something, because Raymond's a piece of shit and he's got to go away for a bit. <laughs> he actually got arrested. Finally. <laughs> yeah, guys, I am. He's out on bail right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> All of your Patreon money went towards the bail. So yeah, we can get yeah. This episode. we've got him for now, but I think after yeah. this one, he's going to be gone for a little bit. Um, they just dog the bounty hunter is parked in his front lawn. <laughs> they they caught me finally, so you know I just gotta I gotta pay the, I gotta do the time. I'm making yeah, this podcast just living at home the whole time. I can't believe it took this long. They just can't find me. I don't understand. So, Liam, for our listeners that don't know who you are, tell us a little about yourself. Hello, I'm uh, I'm not going to call myself GM Liam because that'll get confusing because you're the GM of this adventure path. Uh, so I'm Liam from Cardinal Adventures. Uh, Cardinal Adventures is a YouTube channel as well as a, an actual play podcast for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. My YouTube channel is my primary, um, I guess, pride and joy, you could say. Uh, and it revolves around the lore, uh, explaining lore, um, helping... And just helping people uh, learn more about the lore in uh, Galarian. Yeah, we uh, hooked up with GM. GM? GM. That's a good. Jim Liam. Jim Liam. Jim Liam. Your name's Jim now. Jim Liam. Oh, Jesus. Your name has been changed. Oh, God. James Liam. So we first hooked up with Liam with Creator's Corner when we talked to him first about Cardinal Adventures. Um, and then he came on and kind of flipped a script on us, and we did kind of a reverse show, which was kind of fun, where we talked about some homebrew stuff he was working on. Some third-party, homebrew's a dirty word, guys, third-party stuff that he mm-hmm. was working on. Uh, and then when we saw that we were going to have the gap in Raymond's uh, appearances for a while, I figured who better than the Piesoverse podcast with a golden voice, Liam. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being here. Thanks. God damn it, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was to the show. To sink it. Yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. 
I was about to say that I appreciate your warm, dulcet tones that you bring to the show, but I'm only wondering how long it'll take now until you're drugged down to our level of degeneracy. <laughs> right? Give it like two or three episodes. That's how long. Yeah. yeah, that's how long it took for us to become like really comfortable with each other and performing in front of an audience. Like you're in a nuclear fallout zone. How long can you stay here before it's too late? Yeah. Well, if, if it's any connotation. Consolation. Uh, Thank you. I don't mind the lawyerism. Um, if it's any consolation, uh, the, uh, how pumped I was to be uh, invited to this show. I, uh, over the course of about two and a half weeks, caught up from episode one to current. Jesus, Jesus Christ, why? We're so sorry. Aren't you sick of our voices? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna confirm nor deny if I regret that decision. Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, I'm 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 really excited to be on the show. We know you regret it. I absolutely regret it. Also, just just know, Liam, you may be I replacing me. <laughs> you may be replacing me, but the, it, but as a as a human being, you'll never replace what is what is Raymond Montoya. Are you really <laughs> a human being, though, Raymond? Oh my! Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I don't know. He's more of a human being than Micah is because he has plates and other cutlery. Well, we don't know. He might just lick food off the counter for all we know. I'm always in a hurry, you know? <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's put it this way. Raymond, do you have more than four plates that definitely didn't come in a set from the 1980s that look like it's just brown wallpaper that your grandparents <laughs> had a couch made out of? <laughs> Luckily, I do. Yes, I do have more. Oh, than you that. do? Okay. Yeah. Well, do you have any other dishes beyond that? And follow up question. Do you own any knife that is not a butter knife? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a whole I have, I have a whole cutlery set. I have di- plates, bowls, small plates, glasses. Wine glasses. I mean, I got, okay. I got a lot. Okay, another question. Um, now this is going to be. Now this is for everybody that's not Micah. Micah's I'm, being I'm just quiet gonna, as I'm he just, should yeah, be. I'm just going to sit no. back for a few yep. minutes. Yep, that's right. You shut the fuck up and take this one. I'm punching down today. So uh, I just want to know how many degrees are in the in in the call today in in our podcast because I know I don't fucking got one. <laughs> I've got one. Ten degrees. I know for one. certain. I didn't yeah. go to college. A bunch of other people here did. I I can't see. Uh, uh, Christian, because I put my my waveforms up there over his head, but um, I do know without a physics degree or whatever other degrees that the rest of you got, but I do know that Micah, as a physicist from the University of Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, had five dense armor plating like pieces of ice sitting in his freezer, along with <laughs> one freezer burnt salmon and a couple of lean cuisines. And when I asked him what these slabs were for, like some kind of alchemical piece of like crafting material he said and i quote it keeps the freezer cooler <laughs> he's got an amish ice box guys <laughs> damn <laughs> he's just punching down man i asked him what this man <laughs> ate because the only thing inside of his fridge was like a handful of condiments sauerkraut relish pickles and a 20 pound bag of potatoes <laughs> which I don't know how your stork legs carried that off of yeah. the back of the food truck as it came into the mire that day, but you somehow fucking managed it. And then when I asked him what he cut it with, he says with a knife. And I said, what knife? And he said this one. And he pulled out one of four <laughs> butter knives. <laughs> He's a foul bachelor frog. He has like a singular pot and a singular pan. And a bunch of furniture that was definitely given to him 
by the apartment complex. But then on top of that are like three Ikea bookcases that are filled to the brim with pro-communist literature. <laughs> Poster of the Smurfs. Like, you know, when you move into an apartment complex and they give you like the shitty little dining room table that's like mm. slightly bigger than a box of pizza. Yep. And then like two chairs to go along with it. Micah had sitting on top of that a what I... I not hyperbole, a three and a half inch book that just said Lenin at the top. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I Micah expect nothing throws... less, comrade. Oh. Yeah, he thro- oh Micah God. throws in a lip of sauerkraut and just just reads all day. That's what he does. <laughs> it's like a dip plug of sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah. just got a, he's got a lip in. <laughs> so, so funny thing, you want to know what dish he did have more of than anything else? Steins, like four oh, of okay. them. Okay, yeah, but they were all different and unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool, right you have multiple of these it's for his morning <laughs> beer do you have a pot and he's like I, I have one i put it in the i put it in the oven drawer and i'm like what do you mean the oven drawer he's like i put it in the bottom of the oven that's where it goes and i'm like that's the broiler rack he's like yeah. what the fuck ever <laughs> <laughs> the oven drawer <laughs> physicist engineer mike <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we gotta cut his last name out i i do remember when his we'll um, again <laughs> His smoke detector was beeping. He said, why don't you just unplug it and go put it outside? He said, I don't want to get electrocuted. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, his smarts, Micah's smarts live somewhere else, okay? That's what it comes down to. High intelligence, low wisdom, everybody. You have a desk sitting in the middle of your living room that is older than you and I combined that is serving as your entertainment stand right now. And then when I asked you with your engineer money working for a firm outside of Detroit why you don't have better furniture, you're like, it does the job. Yeah. I mean, hey. I mean, there's no reason not to do that. No, I mean... I, I just, I, you're, you're just like literally a singular step above being that one guy who has like a PS5 and a beanbag chair and a mattress with no sheets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like those pictures you got on Reddit. It's like one month clean. This is my first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. You walk um, in, you're like, welcome to the humble abode. This is the kitchen <laughs> slash living room slash laundry room slash, slash yeah. bathroom. <laughs> Oh, that was not even the best part. I went into his bathroom and every single piece of like hair care product, toothpaste, toothbrush, comb and everything is just laying on the counter in the bathroom in its own spot. Is there a medicine cabinet? Does he own a medicine cabinet? There is. There's like a little bitty thing like in the side of the bathroom there, like a little cabinet for Micah to put like pills or toothpaste or toothbrushes or band-aids or anything. And it's like, nope, everything has its own place where you can see it. Now, is are are you going so far as the one bulb, the bat, the bachelor one bulb move? <laughs> uh, well, I do have several light switches that just don't connect to anything that just don't work. I don't know. I don't know what they're for. They're probably for outlets. Look for Possibly. an upside down outlet. For if outlets. you see an upside probably down outlet, outlets, yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably for outlets. Yeah. I do live in a pretty old building, so yeah. The 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 principle is you plug a lamp in and leave the lamp on, and then your light switch now <laughs> that operates makes sense. your lamp. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you have a mm-hmm. do you have in your shower? Is it five in one? Is it a hair body wash conditioner? No, shampoo, actually, I cart, do. No, 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 oil. no. This here, I have class. I have a shampoo. Can, I, I, have I have downy feather. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I do have like, like separate shampoo condi- conditioner okay. and body okay. wash. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that filthy. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't say filthy. I'm so, Micah, when you economical. shower, do you Neanderthal it and just go in with your hands, or do you have a wash rag? 
Of course I have a watch. You saw my bathroom. You saw my shower. You can see I have a wash rag hanging there. I wasn't like, investigating. I, I guess that's... Well, yes, you were. Yes, you fucking were. You were collecting evidence just for this. Okay. As you just explain his whole house. Yes, no. you were. No, I think you're collecting evidence with, like, looking at something once and being scarred, never to forget again. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna go see my friend Micah's house. He's got a nice engineering job. It's gonna be a nice place. And then I walk in and I was like, oh, man, this reminds me of my first apartment. <laughs> And and the thing is, is that this is a step up because like I was, we were there with a friend. That's why I went out to go see Mike. A friend of ours came in from out of state and she was like, oh no, this is definitely better. I saw a picture of Micah's place when he was in Germany and it was literally a cell of pure white with nothing adorning any of the walls. <laughs> and that's not hyperbole. I called Micah on Saturday uh, to ask him something about uh, the show and talking to him for a while and Jake took the phone from him. I didn't recognize his voice. So bad brother. Uh, and then I figured that Jake wouldn't be able to get to an edit that he want. I needed him to do for me. So uh, I called him the next day. I'm like, Hey, when are you going to be home? So you can work on the, the edit. He was like, Oh, I came home that night. Listeners, Detroit and Grand Rapids are fairly far away from one another. <laughs> it's like a three hour drive. He did that and at like 11 me, at night. He told me, yeah, I'd rather sleep somewhere. I didn't want to sleep on the floor. The sound of my own bed was more appealing. I knew that Cassie was about to like pass out on the couch too, because we had been drinking. Yeah. I mean, like she had been drinking. I had like a singular beer. That's true. We'd have been hanging out for like four or five hours. Yeah. We had a good time. And I was like, I'm getting tired, but she's got the only couch and I'm really long in this place is small. And uh, I wasn't going to cuddle with you in your bed, even though I made a joke about it. Yeah. I mean, I had an inflatable mattress. I told you about this. I did. I not show it to you. I'm I'm really lanky and don't fit on an inflatable mattress. <laughs> it's what Cassie ended up using. Oh, well, I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. You want to know what I did do? I went home and I ate on a uh, a like regular plates. <laughs> yeah. Cooked with a cookie. He transferred formed back into reality. <laughs> I'm sorry, Micah. This is just my form of getting like, getting a great back time. at you. This, no, this is my is form of getting back at you. Like every time that I would like complain about my menial labor jobs, you're like, that's what I go to college. <laughs> you know what? So that's fair. You, you got you me there. Help, if you want to help uh, put stuff on Micah's sad, sad uh, Eastern block walls, uh, <laughs> shoot an email out to a podcast at rollforintent.com. We'll, we'll I can sure give anybody who really him. wants it his address if you want to send him something really <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's not do that. Uh, Why not? Uh, Don't you want friends, Micah? I mean, depending on when they show up, they might just get shot. I don't live in a super nice part of Detroit. It was not a nice part of Detroit. Well, no. There's not very nice parts of Detroit, but of them, that was you one of the less nice parts. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so that happened. I went and saw Micah, and then I went to work. Uh, well, that happened, actually. This happened the day uh, of when I went to go see them, but I texted Trevor about it because I thought it was absolutely hilarious uh, because uh, I, I asked no, him a we question. we can't do this. We can't do this. And why not? We can't do this. This is why not. Uh, okay, Tell me go why. For it. Whatever. Just do it. Tell me why. whatever. We'll say <laughs> well, just well, go on. Now I'm super on. curious. Go. Yeah, right? So I have, I have a question it. for the rest of my cast members, including okay. you, Liam. Feel free to answer if sure. this does apply to you. You ever power shit a man at a submission? <laughs> Whoa. Define what you mean. He texted me that question and I just left it alone for three days. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just went, no, with a period. (laughs) 
<laughs> I might have to go the same answer. You didn't leave it alone for three days. I called you to let you know, and you thought it was hilarious. I don't know if I have, so explain. So, so what happened is um, Thursday night, I'm laying in bed and unable to sleep, so I snack on a bunch of pretzels and stuff, and naturally this upsets my stomach. And then I get up for work the next morning. I don't have time for my morning constitutional, which I now know does not broadly mean shit after you wake up. Thanks, Trev. <laughs> and uh, I made my way to a bank. So. I was with a guy I was training with who was out of Indiana and drove all the way up here to like Kalamazoo-ish, Michigan. And we're at like a, a PNC bank and they want a vault survey so we can take a look at their current equipment, what they have for the door, the time lock mechanisms and stuff like that. And uh, we can replace it. And the whole time, like my stomach is a churning, giving me prophetic little rumbles and grumbles that only I can know about. And the whole time I'm like, man, Take I really wish... Secrets. I really, I really wish that I had stopped at the gas station that I can see outside of this large bay window and taken a greasy shit in there, but I did not. So I'm just having to deal with it. I'm like, I just got to hold on until this is over. I just got to hold on until this is over. But they're just talking like with the branch manager after they let us into the back, going back and forth about nitty gritty details that I don't really know anything about on a large scale because they're still training me. So it is... Uh, it's it's make or break time. So I look at the guy to let us back there and I was like, hey, uh, uh, bank master, can you uh, let me, uh, can, do you guys have a bathroom I can use? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. So he, he takes me back like into the little employee area and they have a, a bathroom down the hallway onto the left, like 10 feet. And I'm like, sick, thanks. And I go in there and I damn near break the bowl in half for like <laughs> 10 minutes, putting on like Beethoven's fifth movement. And that means two things. Fuck. Absolutely just painting the bowl. Exercising a demon. And I'm finally done. I clean <laughs> Jesus up. Christ. I wallow in shame. And I'm like, thank God I'm back here, away from everybody else, behind a locked combination door where nobody could hear me. And then as soon as I walk out after giving a very liberal spray of Febreze, I look, and the guy who let me in there is just standing at the end of the hallway, holding the door open to the rest of the bank. And from this moment on until the moment that I walked out of these doors for the last time, this man refused to make eye contact with me <laughs> for the rest of the time I was at the bank or the bank branch. And, and at first, it was I was the rank just, branch now. The rank branch, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing was, too, is that I walked out and like immediately I saw him there and he was just kind of like looking off to the side, literally anywhere else and anything more interesting than the monstrosity that just walked out of the bathroom <laughs> and and he like i see he's still there and he turns but doesn't like look at me he just like knows that i'm out and i'm like oh hope you enjoyed the show and then i just walked <laughs> past him God and went into the rest of the bank and to like test to see if this guy like truly wouldn't look at me anymore i was kind of like just smiling and giggling to myself as i'm texting people and i like look at him and i was like so is there a particular reason like the timeline movements work like this on this door and he's like oh and like tries to explain things without looking at me and i know for a fact that i was their banter for the rest of the day because i did something absolutely abhorrent but it was that or shit myself because i was sitting well, on a cigar honestly what he realizes is the is uh as long as you don't directly look into the eyes of the cryptid known as shit squatch he won't follow you home and eat your liver so so yeah that's how i, I power should a poor bank teller on a friday <laughs> afternoon into submission <laughs> Do you feel powerful? You feel oh, really right. powerful now? So powerful. Yeah, I had a, and, and a appropriately shit-eating grin the entire time afterwards that I was still inside of that bank because he would not look at me. Listen, I knew Man, it was a look lot. At my life. I'm I knew I knew it was like a lot you. to take in and everything. 
But I just wanted to see, like, is this the reason? Because we were cool before this. What happened? Where did it go wrong? That's primal. Like, you awoke mm-hmm. something in his hind brain. Like, his monkey brain is like, don't mess with this guy. <laughs> There's something about a man with powerful shits that just yep. shouldn't be messed with in the exactly. back of your... Well, like you said, your hind brain, your primate brain. Well, the, anyway, <laughs> that, that, that's this, your lizard brain, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, this this is roll for intent. Welcome. We play making power <laughs> shit our enemies into submission. <laughs> we we just released the episode where we had the little talk about um AI at the beginning, and Jake's like, Can we talk about something silly for a while? That's <laughs> yeah. philosophy and stuff. It's like, Let me tell you, listeners, about the midnight shit of Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I feel like I feel like that there is a very big difference between defining like what is and is not on a philosophical level versus you guys ever shit a man to death. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. yep. And that's, and that's uh, why that's we have silly. such a broad audience, you know, because mm-hmm. we hit both sides mm-hmm. of the spectrum. We take all comers. <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. Oh Come God. as you are. I feel like this could be our new thing. Like every other week, we go deep into philosophy and then whatever Jake wants to talk about. And, and then deep goes. back into philosophy. Listen, it wasn't what I wanted. It was thrust upon him. Yeah, okay? it's what the world offered you. This offered is a us. duty. Thrusted upon the other dude. And it was duty. a duty, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week, you guys made it back out of the Abomination Vaults. Bum, bum, bum. After having defeated Jal Mesman, you bring his corpse back into town. Whirlywind takes it from you, gives you a bit of gold, asks you to kind of keep it quiet so that they can deal with the remains on their own, gives you his plus one striking claw, his pair of them. You make your way back into town, and there is a new person, a new challenger has appeared at the Rowdy Rockfish. Very mysterious, wearing the spiral of Phrasma with a small child with him. Introduces himself as Marcus and uh, shares that he is interested in the relic that Yosef once carried embedded within his rat flesh. Cool. But before we get back into that, we need to continue with somebody else's story. A story that happened a few years ago. Six or seven. A woman stood unsteadily on soft ground, a gentle breeze blowing her hair across her face. She looked down, noticing her night clothes as pain in her chest reminded her to breathe. Gasping for a much-needed lungful of air, a cacophony of smells filled her nostrils. Honey and spiced cinnamon, a hint of jasmine. Nothing cloying or overpowering, but ever-present. 
In the sky, colors swirled and shone to make familiar patterns she couldn't quite place. Every color she could imagine and some she could not reflected on the undersides of clouds cut from silvery, shimmering dust. She raised her hand to shield her eyes from the glare even as she peeked through her fingers, enraptured and mouth agape at the ever-changing sky. A voice interrupted her silent revelry. Oh, Mrs. Menhemis, I understand and appreciate the wonder of your experience right now, but our time is short and there are things you must know. The woman snapped out of her trance. A shabbily dressed witch of an older woman stood before her, regarding her with intensity. Where, where am I? What is this? Her hands moved down to her belly. My baby, where? Before you begin peppering me with your perfectly reasonable questions, allow me to provide a bit of explanation, and you may even be able to fill in the gaps and save us both some time. The younger woman nodded. Mrs. Menheme, the older woman continued. The place you find yourself in is what is known as the Dreamlands. You've been here many times, but this is likely the first time you've realized you were adrift in her waters. This is the place your soul wanders to when you dream. Your child is here, but she's still commingled with your blood. She's still a part of you. You perceive yourself as idealized, hence the conspicuous absence of the signs of pregnancy. And that pregnancy is precisely why we are here. Is there something wrong with my baby? Again, the young dreamer's hand covered her stomach. Oh, nothing so serious. The problem, Miss Menheme, seems to be you. Your daughter's here, but normally at this point of the pregnancy, the child's at least begun to separate from the mother as the souls realize they're no longer fully the same. Her soul's nearly ready, but yours just doesn't seem to be. A daughter? I'm getting another girl? Well, not exactly. You see, you are dying, and so is she. You don't realize it here, but you have very little time left. Maybe a day before the pair of you perish. That is unless we do something about it now. Woman, tears welling up in her eyes. I don't want to die. What can I do? Well, the solution to save you is easy. We excise the child by force if necessary and her hands glowed with a pale purple light. No, 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 I want her to stay with me, please. Tessia Menhemes threw herself at the older woman's feet. Now, now, Hattie will get this fixed if you wish. But that is the most sensitive part. You see, the soul will cleave to something else if given an opportunity. Like water rushing through a hole in a dike. But it takes power and authority to do so. Even in a place like this, where the primal magic flows so freely? The witch made a gesture encompassing the horizon. We are drifting across the sea of somnambulant whispers. That space between dreams where the soul simply roams freely. We tread the boundary between the provinces of whimsy and nightmare. They share a single shore, you see. So often the nightmare steps into absurdity. And the playful can become terror with the right application of emotion in context. They are much more related than you know. She took a step towards Tessia, lowering her tone to a whisper. When we reach the shore, their representatives will both vie for your daughter's soul, and one will take her, and there is nothing that you can do about this. Less. Hattie paused for a moment as land slowly appeared over the horizon. 
In the presence of nightmare and whimsy, pledge your daughter to me. She is a part of your soul, and you have sway over where she goes, and you get to choose her jailer, as it were. I promise my offer is much more palatable than either of theirs will be. Tessie realized again that she had stopped breathing and brought in honey, spiced cinnamon, and jasmine with a ragged breath. What offer? Your daughter remains her own person throughout her life. At seven years of age, you pledge her to my service. I will teach her my ways and indoctrinate her to the Lord of all ends, and she will dwell with me in the Emmonwood for three and ten years, upon which she will again be released to do as she will. She will want for nothing, she will be protected, and she will be the heir to a power you cannot comprehend. But know this, if you deny me my right, that girl will be in grave danger, as will your entire line. The powers you denied will see your daughter taken by force into their service, and you will be unable to deny them a second time. This is so much to... I don't understand. I need some time. Again, tears welled in Tessia's eyes. Time that you do not have. Your husband saw to that when he agreed to the ritual without knowing the terms. There was no sympathy in the witch's tone. The shore ever approaching was upon them. A bicolor, iridescent dock rose from the sea. One half of steel blue pearl, the other white opal. On the opal side, a lanky, clownish creature with three smiling faces stretched across in an oblong face danced out to meet the travelers. On the pearl strode a man dressed in motley, yellowed robes. Out of time, Tessia. Decide. And with that, we're back in Otari. Rowdy Rockfish, I would assume, is where most of you are. Our new friend Marcus took his leave to the Dawnflower Library. How are we going to progress our day, friends? It was still really early in the morning when we uh, returned back to Otari, right? Or like midday, something yeah, it was, like that? It was like after, right, it like was, late, early, okay. early afternoon, yeah. It was okay. early afternoon. Oh, yeah. We turn because we got our shit rocked. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we really can't go to the gauntlet, so I... Shopping! We could do shopping. Um, I don't... I don't know. Do we have really any books to sell to Morlobins? I can't really think of anything that my character wants to buy right now. Okay. You guys are going to be in need of some... Uh, some level 5 items pretty soon, though, right? Cause, yeah, like, we are. Yeah, I was going to say, I know... Yeah, I know Jake and I do not have any armor potency runes. You've got those two plus one striking Klar that could be sold or the runes excised from them to be placed on other items. The world is your oyster. Otari, you can get level seven items here, I believe, right? Up to level seven? Up to level four, friend. Four. See, look at that guy that actually reads the adventure. (laughs) You can get consumables up to level ten. That's right, up to level four. So you cannot easily get a hold of plus one potency armor runes here. Mm-hmm. Hell, good thing part of our group did before Liam got here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No you guys fun. have three sets of uh, three bulk worth of books for more Lebent. Yeah, yeah, that is in the party loot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I fixed your party loot. It was driving me crazy. I, I thank you very much. I actually really appreciate that. I kind of lost track of what we have. I I kind of want to upgrade my armor. Like if I can get a potency rune for that, I think that'd be very good. I've been going down too easily recently. 
Tastus does love going down. I do love going down. He's a giver, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know if I can up, up my armor as well. I don't know if I can. Well, yeah, because since potency uh, rune six, right? I thought a potency was. F- oh, you're right. A potency six. Potency six. I thought mm. it was five. Striking's five. Potency six, right? Oh, mm-hmm. striking's four, four actually. Okay. Striking's four. So maybe the potency's mm-hmm. five. I'm gonna allow him to get it because I already told him they could get one. Oh no, no I'm, I'm you, coming you in here. Yeah, uh, trying to change the things. It's a level five item. Item armor potency. Plus okay. one is level. Yeah, as you say, I thought item. the first armor potency was five. Okay. How much would that cost to get that added to my chain shirt? Well, it is the cost of the item. It's one sixty. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah but then it's another ten percent to get it added. So it's gonna be okay. So hundred hundred seventy six. Okay. Yeah, 176, because I can't do math. Thanks, math yeah. boy. And we're going to have okay. to have somebody do it, and uh, you guys are not on term, good terms with Carmen, so you'd have to go to the furrier again, and it would take a whole day. So you'd yeah. be without your armor. Um, you could also potentially excise the striking runes, the potency runes, but I don't know that you need them. Maybe a good thing to hold on to, but everybody's got plus-plus stuff that they would like. So up to you you've got you've got stuff you've got loot you've got time nothing but time it's not like anything could possibly be coming out what level are the scrolls of healing in your guys's party loot do you remember uh, i can check right now those would have been toven so i'm imagining they're level three level three okay i will add those in there cool somebody's figured out the party loot because i don't care ah <laughs> all right so you guys had your we're eating lunch, I guess, at the uh, Rowdy Rockfish. Looks like Tacitus wants to go get Atia some... had met um, or was, was hanging was out with, with Billion's, Billion's kids. Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Whose names we have probably all forgotten again. Cat, it's... Uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Razu and Kaz. I'm almost Razu positive. Razu and, Razu and Kaz. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Razu's the one I remember. I don't remember Kaz. Kaz, yeah. Razu and Kaz. So she's out playing with your probably awful children they're great they're wonderful i don't know the apple probably doesn't fall too far from the tree (laughs) they're much more like you than me so it works out oh god (laughs) all right y'all what's the situation what we doing uh as modron and cecil i'm not sure how you two are feeling but i'm not quite comfortable with how we fared today and yesterday at the gauntlet i would like to improve our armor if we wish to delve back down soon. And I mean to, with your assistance. Yeah, it, w- it would make sense. So we spent a, a lot of effort trying to, to save you from the Lady of Graves for one more day, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the both of you could get plus one uh, potency armor runes mm-hmm. on your explorer's clothes as well, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever weird-ass bodysuit that Asmordrin's wearing midriff revealing because it's tummy mouth my fancy crop top that's exactly because your mouth your tummy mouth keeps eating your crop tops it keeps eating your shirts turns into crop tops it it can't it's like a toddler just chews on my shirt all the time (laughs) the first time he left uh left home he was wearing a muumu and it's not that anymore (laughs) if you have a mouth and teeth instead of abs are they still cum gutters god damn (laughs) god damn (laughs) They're come getters. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> all right. 
I'm glad that that got asked, I guess. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> answered me either. That's it's the true. worst part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I want to go with him and see if I can upgrade mine. If we have enough gold to upgrade my... Well, so... <laughs> We had a plus one breastplate or a plus one mithril chain shirt. Somebody has that. And that was, yeah, that was worse. We figured that was worse than my breastplate already. Yeah, but I thought Correct. Tacitus was wearing that. Yeah, I'm he was. wearing the regular chain shirt. I don't think it's plus no, one. It was a plus one it, chain shirt. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, I thought, you know, yeah. when we walked away, you, Billiam and Tacitus both had plus one potency armor. Oh, yes, it is. It, yes, it is. Yep. I just checked. Yep, it is. I don't have yeah, plus so one armor. You, fool. you don't have a plus warmer. Plus warmer? You don't have a plus one armor because we determined that uh, the breastplate was still giving you a better armor bonus than right. the plus one chain shirt would have. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need a potency rune. Mm-hmm. The other ones need a potency I rune. Do. I don't know if Marcus has a potency rune. I'm guessing not because he like follows the rules when he builds his character. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. That's not a complaint. <laughs> I, I very much doubt I'm going to have to call you 15 times to make sure that your character sheet's right. Because you've already said it to me. <laughs> Roger that. So do we have enough gold? Do y'all have enough gold to, to spread the wealth If we liquidate crap, we're never going to use off of the party loot. Yeah. yeah, we do have enough gold to get. Because it's only, uh, what is that? It's only 320 to get two of them. We have 343 right now. Yeah, just in cash, and I think right, if we right, liquidate right. stuff, we could easily right. double that. Yeah, that's without selling anything. And most of the stuff on there, we're never going to use. <laughs> you got, like, slick arm, like, you got the slick rune. I doubt anyone here is going to yeah. use that. Bracelets of dashing. I mean, maybe one of y'all might use that. Um, yeah, you got plenty of stuff you could sell. I think, actually, Cecil has the bracelets of dashing. I'm almost positive he's wearing those. I think I do. Yeah, also, we do have one just a, a spare potency rune that all it has to be is installed. So, well, that's all yeah, that's, that's for a weapon, weapon potency rune. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And you've got uh, those two plus one striking claw that are worth a good bit when you liquidate the runes and stuff. Yeah, they're 100 each, I think. Yeah, I, th- I can sell this. I want to sell, I'm going to put this in here, sell the silver hatchet because I don't think I'm ever going to use it now that we have Tacitus. That's a plus one silver hatchet. It is. In the name of brevity, are we okay with Jake and I then picking up a potency rune? Sure. Okay, so are you going to take a whole day then and, like, y'all just leave the next morning after you grab your shit? And, you know, I'll expedite it so it's not like a full 24 hours because I hate that. Yeah, that's... I don't have any issue with... All right, and and Marcus was going back to... Or was going to the Dawnflower Library where I'm sure he had some wonderful questions for our halfling cleric. Of Serenray, Vandy Banderdash. All right, as uh, I'm assuming we're we're our penis. Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. Uh, as um, Marcus will step inside the Dawn Flower, and uh, is is Vandy in clear sight, or would he have to ask for her? You'd probably have to ask for her. She's usually up in the stocks or the stocks, the stacks. She's usually up in the stacks. That's where she finds herself most at home um replacing books and and such she might grab a few choice volumes to look at herself but yeah that's where she could usually be found if she's not uh actively participating in a service uh, excuse me as he'll he'll ask for the nearest cleric oh yes uh, how can we help you today at any books you are looking for this is a place of worship for many deities but honestly i'll uh all are welcome here as long as you do not wish harm upon others. You seem not seen your face before, traveler. 
Um, do you want to do you want to roll his uh, religion or society recall knowledge to see if he's heard of the Dawnflower Library? It's a pretty well established library in Ab- the Absalom region. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and give me a. You could do society or religion. That those would work if whichever one is higher for you. I was to say, but religion is better for him just because you know. Go for it. Yeah, cha- champion all that. That is a natural nine for a uh 20 damn look at that dice cam it's like he's professional or something jesus putting us all to shame sorry guys (laughs) doesn't take much the 20 you would know what the dawnflower is it's the largest collection of books public books outside of absalom in all of avistan which is ironic Mm -hmm. considering it's you know very close to absalom as well it's very close yeah right it is a uh it's one of the oldest buildings in the town, and it is the seat of pretty much all uh, religious activity for the city of Otari, with the exception of the Druids, members of the Green Faith, at the Stone Circle in the north. Uh, there are many uh, representatives of multiple faiths, including Serenites, Farazmans, Gozerans, um, Desnans. Uh, pretty much, you know, the big, the big 12, big 12, the, yeah, the, 12 days. Yeah, the big 12. Mm-hmm. They are all well represented here uh, in, you know, with shrines or, or whatnot. So if you are a worshiper of one of the common gods, you'll find him here. And uh, even if you're in one of the uncommon gods, you'll probably find a god whose portfolio closely matches and you could worship their shrine as well. you say, oh, yes, the name is Marcus Klim. Uh, I I come from the Spiral Shrine in Absalom. Uh, I'm searching for Marcus Klim. Name sounds familiar. Klim. As my Klim. father's the high priest, is uh, high priest. Oh probably. yes, yes. The Silent One. Hmm. Silent as they come. Pardon, pardon my uh, manners. Uh, who? What can I direct you to? Today, I'm, I'm, my duties today are, are simply involved in directing people to where they need to go. Uh, we kind of on a rotational basis, but how can I help you? I'm, I was told uh, if I wanted to find some information regarding uh, an investigation I'm on, I should speak with a, a Vandy Banderdash. She available? Oh, yes, yes, Vandy. Uh, if you go up these stairs and she points to a tall iron wrought spiral staircase at the far side of the room that leads up to a second floor where you can see the tops of multiple bookshelves. You can find her up those stairs. You may take a little bit of looking, but she is up there. Also, she is a halfling, so make sure, keep your eyes a little lower. Uh, you might not see her uh, beyond the bookcases, so keep a weather eye out. She is probably well-absorbed in her books, and uh, it will be easy to startle her, so. As is any good librarian. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, if there's anything else I can help you with, you know where to find me. Thank you, Mr. Clint. Thank you for your assistance. As he'll uh, begin to make his way up uh, the spiral shrine, or spiral shrine, the spiral uh, staircase ahead, and um, as uh, he'll look for Vandy. It takes you three, four minutes uh, looking around, but you find her in a very dark, uh, looks like it's a little underused corner, fairly dusty where she is trying to take the initiative to dust these shelves and properly recatalog the books in the space. 
you look and you see various uh, books about flora and fauna in this section. Nothing particularly interesting. More like a reference. Reference okay. materials. And, uh, oh, side note, something I, I forgot to mention when I introduced Marcus the first time. Who here um, has played Resident Evil 4 with Leon? Anybody? Most people here? Okay. Yep. All right. Like half, half. So Marcus has his, he wears his dagger like Leon. So the blade, the tip of the blade is up on his shoulder and it comes like down across his chest. So it's very obvious that like it's his go-to um, weapon and he does not, he basically doesn't wear it on his back or his side. He's very um, forward about it. Now, but does he have hair like Leon? He does not have hair like Leon. <laughs> no. God damn it. And he's not here to save the president's daughter. <laughs> uh, so, um, say, uh, excuse me, Miss uh, Banderdash. She doesn't really notice you yet. As uh, he'll try and knock on something like loud enough to get her attention, but really tries best not to start startle her. She stops for a moment, looks up, turns to the left. H- how can I help you? Is there there anything here that? that interests you I can direct you to most of the titles in this library I know much of it by heart <laughs> um, I'm here on an investigation uh, from the spiral shrine in Absalom uh, the name is Marcus Klim my father's the high priest of the spiral shrine I've been sent here on uh, to retrieve uh, a relic of phrasma from one Yosef uh, who I'm told fell in battle, uh, uh, and uh, was he, he was he was he was he was buried here in the in the in the graveyard. I assume he was he was buried here in the graveyard. Okay. He was, and I was told he was buried here in the graveyard. And I'm here to uh, essentially perform a, a, a variation of a consecration ritual so I can retrieve the relic that Phrasma bestowed upon him. Uh, so that I may return it to the spiral shrine. Oh, yes. Ah, uh, Yosef. He fell very recently. He was... I would have considered him a friend. He was well-liked in the town. It was very sad to see his passing. Uh, he was in a bad way when we buried him. I don't know if you know the the nature of his death, but it was particularly gruesome, unfortunately. He uh, he has a place in the far northeastern corner overlooking the town. I can have one of the uh, Phrasman acolytes direct you there. They're normally the ones that are the caretakers for the cemetery. Um, though I, I do wonder how who made you aware. I, I was not aware of any any relic that he would have had. I feel like I would have known, or one of our attendants would have noticed it on his person uh, while preparing him for burial. What, what little we had to prepare. And he'll reach into his pocket, one of his belt, his belt pouch, and he'll show the, uh, that the weapon, basically he'll show evidence that the weapon is a soul forged weapon. It's not something that's necessarily physical. It's like a metaphysical thing that can apparate into a physical a uh, weapon slash bind to your soul. Yes, this was oh, no is... standard weapon. Oh, that is quite intriguing. I I knew that he used a, a spiked chain. I never saw it appear out of nowhere. 
I'd seen him use that chain many times, too. Well, uh, you are welcome. Uh, you must speak with the Phrasmid attendants. They will be the ones that have the final authority over the the grave sites. Though, though I suspect, given uh, your parentage and your position at the Spiral Shrine, you will have no issue whatsoever gaining their approval to do whatever you will. Much appreciated. As far as I was concerned, I was I wanted to get your permission first, being that uh, as far as I know, you're the head of this entire library, and so I wanted to, you know, work my way down. I, I do definitely appreciate it, and I think that Yosef would very much appreciate uh, the attention that's being given. He was very devoted to the Lady of Graves. I'm glad to hear that. If you do not mind, uh, I can... I can direct you to where you need to go, but perhaps the receptionist downstairs may be uh, more equipped to get you to the right person. Though, being a, being a member at the Spiral Shrine, I imagine that uh, you can spot harassment when you see them. Of course. Thank you for your help, Vandy. Thank you. I, I wish we had met under better circumstances. Me as well. And he'll go ahead and make his way back downstairs and... Uh, excuse me, now that I've acquired Vandy's permission, he goes, can you direct me? Uh, and he'll start looking around. Uh, he goes, I need to find uh, your chief or head Phrasman acolyte here. Uh, they have a small cloister in the graveyard itself. Um, if you leave out the, uh, the, the front door there, uh, unfortunately... You will not be able to take the stairs up. They are still being repaired from the unfortunate attack that we had a few weeks ago. Uh, You will have to go all the way out to the north of town, out the gates, and around the northern ridge to make your way. It's probably a 30 or 40 minute walk, unfortunately. Um, But when you arrive there, there there is a building just inside the gates that is adorned with an icon of Our Lady and the spiral of life. I could use the walk. Go into that building and you'll find what you seek. Thank you very much. And he'll he'll, uh, walk outside and actually enjoy a nice walk, as I'm sure he's used to walking a lot in Absalom. (laughs) So... um, He'll enjoy the, the seaside smells as he is generally... Um, dealt with a more not necessarily industrial smells, but he's used to commonly being bombarded with sense of like like the religious sense of like myrrh and stuff like that. So he's definitely enjoying the smell of salt that he's had on his way here and here in and the smell of fish and like a town, a small little quaint town versus a massive you know New York City that is Absalom. Well, we are going to Batman symbol. For the rest of the party, because it looks like Micah's about to fall asleep. I love you, Micah. <laughs> what? It happens a lot. No, I'm being a dick. Everybody's fine. But I'm going to Batman symbol to everybody else. All right. So you guys headed to Osif's furrier. Um, who exactly went? Billiam and Tacitus, I believe. All right. We decided that I didn't need another potency rune, right? Because my armor already correct. I already one. have one. So oh. right, yeah. So I don't actually need one. Uh, Cecil and uh, 
As Mordrin. I'm sorry. As Mordrin. Jesus. Cecil and as Mordrin. They're the ones who need one. Stone cold. I regret nothing. <laughs> He's only been here around for yeah. like 40 episodes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, is everybody going to go ahead and get one? Because, I mean, that would yeah, make sure. Cecil yeah. an absolute AC monster at this point. Because his AC is also already like 23. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? I thought my it was 23. My AC is hot. My, my AC is poopy. You were so wrong. Yeah, he's, no, he's it's not. You have, of, oh, I have an AC of 22. highest AC of anybody in the party. We established that last week. I, I have a higher AC when I'm not raging. Not when you're raging. That's what I'm and saying. That's when pretty I'm, much when every I'm time you're raging. in combat. So. Which is why I want to get one more so that I have better AC. Exactly. <laughs> when I am raging. Yeah, Billy needs it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, cool. All right. So um, do you want to RP the interaction with the farrier? That is up to you. Or we can go ahead and speed run that and do any other RP we have in the town. So speed run back to the gauntlet. But that's all <laughs> up to you. Here, You're do this thing. I mean, we can speed run it. I mean, unless you want to role yeah. play as Mordrin stripping naked and handing him his clothes and saying, oh, okay, I, want to I do. I do. I really do. Yeah. Let's talk about as Mordrin's dong while we're at. Let's go for it. Just, it's another mouth. Dang-o. It's like the alien thing that comes out of the alien's mouth. That's what it looks oh like. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Triple layered. Oh I'll God. find some images and that way God. I can post that into the free for all. <laughs> the only oh word God. that you need to describe as Mordred's genitals are sheathed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, the nightmare fuel. <laughs> Man, I didn't want to sleep tonight anyway. Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the happier place of Marcus going to the graveyard. Because I don't want to think about uh, Asmordrin getting <laughs> naked. So you guys, you're going to remit your gold. Um, how many are you doing? Just two? Or are you going to do three? I think we need three, right? We just need two. Oh, we only need two. Okay. Yeah, oh, we, then we have uh, enough well, money right now. So I guess that depends if we're like, for Liam's character, we just met you. So no, we're no, going no, to no, spend no, 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 you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Hey, okay. no. I just met you. This is crazy. Do you want to go to this dungeon? You might die, maybe. <laughs> it's facts, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting. I'm sitting at a 22. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not concerned. I use a dueling cape, so I crank my AC that way. So, dueling cape. A dueling, dueling cape. capes are, are cool. Wow, they're very cool. I don't even know what it is. That is so fucking cool. That's some major <laughs> mall ninja bullshit, and I love it. Hey, man, <laughs> that is it's, awesome. It's pretty rad. Does it come with a free fedora with a feather already sewn into it? Uh, at level 14, yes. No, I'm just kidding. The type 2 has a fedora. It's, 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 it's a capstone. While you were having premarital sex, I was practicing with the cape. <laughs> I was practicing with the cape. It's actually, it actually was released along with Swashbuckler, because a lot of Swashbucklers use it. Oh. And now that Belcor is at our doorstep, you have the nerve to ask me for eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we go back up to the north town around the lovely road uh, that goes on the north side around the ridge to the cemetery. Um, it still is a bit of a mess in here from uh, what happened. It's been two, three weeks now, but it still hasn't fully recovered from the dead clawing their way out of the graves but you see very clearly about 35 feet into the graveyard the Ferasman cloister it's very 
small, very ornate on the outside. But you imagine it's maybe two or three stories. Still knock, knock, knock. Door opens and you see a very tall, gaunt man in a dark cloak, hooded, um, very, very rough, almost looks like dyed sackcloth. And he is wearing a wooden holy symbol of Phrasma around his neck. Uh, greetings, Acolyte. As I am here to retrieve uh, a relic from a fallen citizen of Otari, an Eosif. Uh, from what I was told, he was buried in the northeast overlooking Otari. And, uh, and he'll go ahead and produce the evidence of the, uh, of the, the soul forged weapon. Um, I assume he was buried with his spiked chain, and even if he wasn't, it is still on him right now, and I need to retrieve it so that I can return it to the spiral shrine in Absalom. His personal effects will be turned to the Rowdy Rockfish. Though there was no spiked chain among them, you are welcome to the gravesite. Uh, provided uh, you do not desecrate the body. You will be watched over as, as you do this. Mind you, I, I hope that is not a problem. It is only protocol, of course. Yes, the uh, the grave is fresh. It should be easy to dig down. I can assign another acolyte or two for you. Um, however, if you wish to do it alone, you can as well. My acolytes are very well trained. They can dig an entire grave in an afternoon with soft soil like this, they should be able to get to the small casket in a couple of hours. Never seen a crew like my crew. Turn out three plots in an afternoon. <laughs> Jesus. You can bury an entire Radfolk family in a fortnight. <laughs> he will... He goes, um, I do have one request. Can I borrow one of your shovels or rent it if I need be? Actually, we no. have Yosef's here, and they hand you a garden yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, among his effects were a shovel, uh, and you are welcome to use it. We we retained that because uh, we, we needed it. It was technically church property. <laughs> oh, right. my gosh. <laughs> it was much appreciated, and he'll go ahead and uh, begin heading towards Yosef's gravesite. All right, it will take you... I'll let you do some athletics, Jess. Let's roll some dice. Let's roll some dice. Let's roll some dice. Give me some athletics. I just like letting Liam roll dice because he's got the dice cam. I know, right? It makes me want to get a dice cam. Cinematic. Oh, that's a that's a fourteen. Yeah, um, it's not bad enough that it's gonna hurt your progress, but you're not gonna go any faster. I'll let you do. That'll be your first hour. I think by default, since you are not skilled at this, are you going to accept the acolyte's help or you want to do it on your own? No, he'll do it on his own. Okay. By default, it's going to take you six hours to do this um, if you fail all your checks. So, okay, that's fine. All right. Give me another check for the second hour. Hey, that is a 28. All right. That's going to be a success. It'll give you two hours of work. So you only have three more hours of work. That's uh, 26. What's your last time you had a natural 17, right? Yeah. Okay. 17 natural. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, this one is uh, also going to speed up your progress a little bit. So you have one more hour of work after this. Okay. Oh, that's a natty one. Shovel breaks. That's a rip. 
You actually <laughs> put dirt back in the grave. Yeah, it's going to add another another uh, another two hours to your progress. So by the time by the time you finish this, it will be nightfall. By the time That's you're fine. done doing this. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, natural mother. one. Four hours, he digs up the grave and like, this isn't a rat folk. This isn't a rat What have I done? <laughs> Alright, so you get to a small plain casket. Just big enough for rat giblets. It's a shoebox. It's a shoebox. That's all that we like. <laughs> Just a shoebox. It's a trunk. Just a trunk. This is full of hair and maggots. <laughs> small enough that you would be able to get it out of here without issue, right? You could you could put it up on, on the level ground above you if you so desired without much effort. Sure. Excellent. Uh, the acolytes that have been working in the cemetery have noticed that you have gotten there and one of them comes over now that you have brought the the box remains up above ground and he comes and stands solemnly about 20 feet away. Doesn't say anything, just just watching. A little assistance to, to get out, please, friend, as he'll go ahead and reach up his arm. Acolyte comes over to you. This this man is much younger, a bit shorter, stocky. Um, Yes, how, how can I be of assistance to you? Because uh, I'm assuming he's like in the pit right now, like in the in the in the dig pit right now or no. No, he would be nearby, and you've got oh, and I was assuming that you had gotten this up on 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 the oh, surface okay. already, I was, right? Okay, okay, okay. No, that's, that's when fine. he that's notices fine. is when is when the the casket breaks the surface and it's up on on land. That's when they they notice and one comes over. Okay, so he'll say um, <clears throat> as well. He goes, um, "Are you ready to begin?" Yes. Uh, what assistance do you require of me? What exactly are you doing? Yes, I am I'm here to consecrate and remove the relic that was attached to Yosef's right arm. I know it sounds a bit far-fetched. He'll show him the document. I know this is not your typical um, dig-up. I'm not, I'm not here to try and take any jewelry or anything of the sort. I'm here to extract and return it to the spiral shrine in Absalom, and then essentially, you know, respectfully rebury the body and be on my way. In recent days, I have learned to expect the extraordinary. Do you need any particular assistance from me in this operation? I don't believe so. Yes, but, uh, you know, please, you know, be ready in case anything goes wrong. And so he'll go ahead and begin unlatching the the coffin, or un, or or un like denailing it, or however it was. Yeah, assembled. you would have to you would have to pry it open. It's going to be nailed shut. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, he'll he'll pry it open then. Excellent. You what you find in there is um, parts. He's not intact. You can see that. His death was very gruesome. You have heard the tales of what have happened to him, perhaps, but nothing really could prepare you for the combination of uh, mutilation and unexpectedly advanced decomposition of the remains. You notice multiple bite marks, uh, small bite marks all over his body, and then you find his 
uh, right arm has been separated from his body and has one very large chunk taken out of the upper forearm. The enhanced decomposition seems to be mostly centered on that area and radiating outward from it. Okay. The smell is also exceptional. Um, and, and I'm gonna have to make you give me a fort save. That's that is totally fair. Uh, that is a 29. You're fine. Okay, cool. You are not sickened. Sweet. All right. So we have you with the corpse and the lead pipe in the graveyard. Uh, what in what what does your ritual entail? How are you planning to carry it out? And what checks do we need to make for your ritual? For consecrate, I'll link it here in the chat. Um, so you, uh, you consecrate a site to your deity. Um, this is a low, it's a second level ritual. Um, at least flavor wise, I'm using it to of course, uh, of for course. this for this background that we've done. Uh, essentially, ritual DCs. Uh, because I'm just casting it at level two, uh, second level DC would be 16, but because it's a ritual, it would be plus four, so the DC would be 20. Uh, as far as I know, this requires uh, one, or I think consecrate is just, let me look how many are required for consecrate in terms of casters. Uh, casters required. Uh, two. Yeah, I need two secondary casters. And the thing is, it does take three days. Now, flavor-wise, I don't, I don't know if you want to take three days or if it if it's you know I don't know no, how no, you no. want to what? handle that. I have. You're just not of a preacher, man. You can do it. Things others can't. Okay. So we've got plans here. Uh, for for this, like I said, I was, I was just going to flavor it where I only needed one other acolyte, just because I'm a little higher level than the base. Perfect. Ritual, yeah, that works for me. We're not we're not using it to actually consecrate a place. It's just for for flavor. Yeah, right. It's the flavor. It's the flavor flav. I didn't need to say that. I'm sorry, everyone. We're I'm here embarrassed. It's okay. <sighs> All right. I, Mike was... is embarrassed at me. That says something. That's probably <laughs> fucking. When the man is... with no knives is embarrassed for you, that is Damn, a low dude. Man Damn. With no knives. Damn. That sounds like the title of a James Bond movie, okay? Right. <laughs> the man with no knives. The man with no knives. So. I would say, so he'll turn to the acolyte. He goes, are you familiar with the consecrate ritual? Yes, I've taken taken part in several. I'm going to need your help with that now then. Because this is a more basic consecration, not a full-blown one. You know, so I only need one assistant. It's been a little bit since acolyte 101, but I can swing it. <laughs> well, let's get to it, I guess. You'll see him... Uh, let me see. In terms of flavor, I think this is... Uh, yeah, you'll see him pull out some rare incense, or incense, excuse me, and um, offerings, and he will spend the necessary gold, which would be 40 gold. Um, in terms of, you see him pull out a bunch of incense and, uh, like, phrasmin, um little paraphernalia uh, that will uh, be set up alongside the site, around Yosef as he'll go ahead and begin the consecration. As you begin to place the materials around, 
it's almost as if some sort of force is pushing them away, is displacing them from the specific location in which you place the the, the materials for the ritual. Okay. Uh, just as a side note, he would have de- he would definitely cast this every morning. Uh, his dagger. I'll go ahead and link this. Uh, his dagger uh, would begin to glow blue. Like a like a pale blue if there's undead within a hundred feet of him. That's fine. Okay. There's just, not. You're good. Okay. Just want to just make sure. Um as he'll uh he'll say he'll look and he goes, Did you move those by chance? As he look to the no. acolyte. No, I I thought you may have shifted their position for the ritual. I wasn't really paying attention, but He'll he'll it kind of look, look around to he'll he'll look around to like feel for a breeze. Is is the breeze pretty? I mean, I understand it's pretty high up over the right. That's the a, there's a there's a pretty solid breeze, but these are really I imagine these items are fairly low to the ground and mm-hmm. fairly small and and fairly dense. They probably would not get picked up by the breeze very easily in the position that they're at. It's like hmm, that hmm. he'll try and con- he'll try and continue and reshift some of the the. Uh, the paraphernalia to remake the proper shapes and and uh, symmetry for the ritual. As you start to place them back into position, you let me get a perception check out of you. Uh, that is a a low number. That is an eleven. Hmm. Can't really tell if anything's off definitively, but something fills you with unease as you continue to to place these things in place and uh, make the appropriate preparations for the ritual itself. You can continue to uh, place them and uh, no no additional um, no additional events will occur up until you begin to cast the ritual if you wish to begin rolling your checks and casting your ritual. Yeah, if, if he doesn't know any better, then he'll begin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. All right. So as you begin to cast, I mean, go ahead and do your, do the secondary casters do first? I can never get the rituals right. Is the secondary first can, or the primary? Uh, it's secondary is to assist with aid because it, it, it's it's one of the few things right, where exactly. aid stacks um, for the purposes of a check. All righty. So and that's a crafting performance. Right. It's a crafty guy. Give me a second. <laughs> you know them Phrasman crafters? Known for their art, sugar skulls and stuff. Skills. They probably make hella like Dio de los Muertes. Exactly. Outfits. Right? <laughs> okay, so um, you you begin to, to, to chant whatever you have that, that goes along with this. And, and as you, the, the accolade is with you, begins to to chant his casting you notice that there's something off about what he's saying and he looks confused if you look up at him and notice that 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 what he's saying is wrong and, and it's like he's tongue-tied not, not really tongue-tied it's like the words he's saying are not coming out appropriately the the motions he's making with his mouth the sounds don't match the motions he's making it's like a bad English dub. Exactly. It's like a bad English dub. The, the items shift, all of them, about four degrees to the left in concert around the central 
location of Yosef's uh, casket. Being that it's uh, the evening, I'm assuming his hooded lantern would be somewhere nearby. Yes. Um, you'll see uh, Marcus will quickly move over, grab the um, the hooded lantern and unsheathe his dagger. And he'll buy Phrasma's fate. What in the nine hells is going on right now? As he'll just kind of like look, look around and get what he thinks is needs to be prepared for a fight. And you hear coming out of the mouth of the Acolyte. Why for Rasmus' fate indeed? What is it you want and who are you? Who do you think you are to steal away the lady's gifts? I'm Marcus Klim, son of the High Priest of the Spiral Shrine. I was sent here to retrieve it. I presume it needs to be retrieved. Perhaps, perhaps it's where it's meant to be. As uh, he'll roll, he'll do a religion recall knowledge to see if he can figure out. Actually, he's not going to do a religion recall knowledge. He can do an undead lore challenge to see if he can figure out what he is talking to. All right, undead lore is not going to help you here. This has nothing to do with undead. Okay. Religion will work though. Religion check. Oh, okay, he will do a religion check then. Uh, that is a twenty-seven. You can recognize that you are speaking to a particularly important psychopomp, but you're not sure which one. Mm, okay, but he can like he can like kind of feel that presence. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and then he'll so at, if, if he recognizes that he'll go ahead and he goes, "My apologies, Usher," and you'll see him sheathe his um, his dagger, and he'll actually get on one knee. He goes. I was only doing what I was told to do by my father and my mentor. It was, if it was meant to be undisturbed, I, my, I give my offer my sincerest apologies. She foresaw your arrival. You are precisely where you need to be, Clem. And he'll kind of like, he'll look up and like head slightly tilted, a little confused. The fell magics of the godlike severed the connection to the relic. Hmm. Was trapped along with the soul of Mr. Lovekiruki below the ground in the fog then. Assist his comrades in releasing it, and you will be able to retrieve the relic. And he'll he'll put his head back down. It shall be done. With that, the components of the ritual shift back to the right clockwise four degrees. And the uh Ferasman acolyte comes to having no recollection of even starting the ritual. And he mm-hmm. starts speaking the intonations of the ritual. Okay. Ah, oh, thank you for your assistance. You did a wonderful job. I don't get to do this very often, but I'm always very happy when I get to assist someone. Thank you, and I, I, I hope to see you again. It was a pleasure to help. Thank you. And he'll go ahead and uh, begin... Dig, you know, putting everything back into the night. Excellent. Hooded lantern, on, hooded lantern on the edge. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you fast forward through whatever you are going to have to do for re-putting the, the, the body back in and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go back to the rest of the party. And I imagine they're all asleep by now because it would have been fairly late by mm-hmm. the time all of this oh, happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I imagine... Uh, 
Atia, you know, just kind of hung out. I'm not sure what she's doing all day. If she hung out with, with Billiam's family all night or or if she came back to the rockfish since you were at the the Dawnflower until the late hours of the night. Uh, but you are all back in the rockfish, at least those of you that sleep at the rockfish. So that would be Cecil as Mordren. And now, Marcus, in the morning, again, smell of food, jubilant behavior, uh, what most men would have as a, you know, five o'clock shadow type the next day. Lazda has like a week's growth of beard from a normal person on his face already. That, that, that dwarf beard growth is prodigious. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got some Rogaine Dwarf Edition going on just all over mm-hmm. his face. And they're again making breakfast and laughing and cheerful. And, and Brelda is happy and laughing and smiling, singing little, singing Dwarven songs. Honestly, they're, they're probably nursery rhymes. They sang together when, when he was a child. It's a good day. Streaky bacon, eggs, and biscuits. Fantastic meal. Gentlemen. What are we doing? So there's so the party wouldn't recognize Bill walk into the Rowdy Rockfish <laughs> because Bill has no armor on. He has nobody's blood on him, his own or <laughs> anyone else's. <laughs> he's dressed in regular clothes. He's got, maybe a, a, he's got a Sunday best on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's groomed. Hat. Yeah, he's groomed. He. Uh, uh, wearing just regular clothes, no armor, no nothing, no weapon at his side, and no nothing. Uh, One of no those nothing. episodes. He's just, just, Ayo. but just fucking birthday suit walking in. <laughs> There's children all around, um, and yeah, Bill walks into the Rowdy Rockfish, sees. Uh, I'm assuming everybody's sitting and and uh, eating yeah, breakfast, ta- and Tacitus and, made his way in at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it Billy Riser? He had to come get his brain yeah. muffin. Yeah, right. Of exactly. Is it bad that I, I think of Billiam as like, nice day for fishing, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I got, a, I got a straw coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill looks like Lenny of my yeah. <laughs> Nice. Like John Malkovich? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bill walks in and not he's not in his, his uh, normal chipper, ready to, to pummel things mood, but he's, you know, walks up to the party and says, Hey guys, how you doing? Well, who are you? <laughs> Tacitus, it's me. I know I'm what? different, but I saved your life yesterday. I ran through like four doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Bill. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, here, and he puts his armpit in Tacitus's nose. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill, yes, I remember. <laughs> I, you, look, you look far worse than I remember. What happened to you? Yeah, I, uh... Boy, did I have a night last night, guys. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot to come by and enlarge you. Your vet was probably pretty <laughs> mad. <laughs> oh, she was mad at Mordred, but not for that reason. She actually's probably happy that you didn't do that because she did not want anything to do with me last night. Look, she only sharpened one of my teeth. That's how mad she was. And Bill flashes his unsharpened teeth, which is sacrilegious for him. He always normally has all 11 of his teeth sharpened. Is it because you finally fell in battle and she was worried she was married to a weakling? 
close. <laughs> Damn. Fuck. Yeah. She knows how strong I am, but I can never lie to her. And I did tell her that I went down not once, but twice yesterday. On somebody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on Joel Mesman. I, you know, I just had to go down on him because. You said he was hot. She found wolf hair in my teeth. Because I'm a furry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hair with the dog. I know it well. So this is actually why Billy is no longer going to be part of the podcast. <laughs> he, just we found he, out Raymond's a furry. It's a messy divorce. Aww. Yeah, right? Um, we do discriminate that, here at Rome for intent. Yeah, if you're a furry, just fuck off. Yeah, right? We don't want to listen. <laughs> not oh actually. No, not <laughs> actually. That's not actually the case. Yeah. And send it's those pictures to Micah at Rome for intent mail As uh, you guys will see, you guys will see um, Marcus, uh, how I put this, you'll see Atia like dragging Marcus into the into the rowdy rockfish common area the next morning as he looks like he's pretty exhausted and that is one uh, strong child right you know like you know what i mean like the yeah. daughter like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you know. i know yeah. right okay, yeah. okay. I, no, i'm so, imagining the little girl in johnny bravo yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a blast yeah. from the past jesus right, right? oh yeah <laughs> Susie. yo that's her name yeah, yeah. Susie. yeah like, I'm coming, Artie, I'm coming. Oh, please quit dragging me. And she's like, I, and he's like, uh, Brelda, uh, do you have coffee? Please say you have coffee. The fuck is coffee? <laughs> remember, remember in our first game and we had Jonathan, his whole thing was he was trying to spread coffee around Galarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, coffee was Galarian. I know, I know, but at. it was like hallucinatory, hallucinogenic coffee. Oh. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes, of course. I've got I've got something right here for you. I always keep a little bit brewing. She brings you a cup of coffee that like a uh, a spoon could stand straight up in. Mm. And uh, assuming it's probably three or four copper, he he just puts a silver piece on the table. He's like, "Thank you so much." Oh, just so I needed to see. As he looks over to the the table with the uh, the rest of the the party. And he'll approach the table and he'll wait until he's kind of um, noticed, if you will. What the fuck is your coffee and why is there a spoon standing in it? Exactly, <laughs> I was making this face the whole time. You've never heard that, the, never heard no. that expression, expression before? No, no, I've never heard this. I've it's never like heard really, this. It's like really, really strong coffee. It's just mm-hmm. thick. Yeah, strong it's coffee. Just, yeah, strong coffee. It's, strong it's coffee. an idiom. My God, you fucking children. Jesus Christ. Thick, like, okay, okay. I was I like, what? I worked at a God. coffee shop and I'd never heard that. I thought this was like a Viagra joke. Like, it makes it yeah. stick straight up. <laughs> you dirty Zoomers. And uh, as as Marcus and, and Artia approach, Bill will look at Marcus and go, that's some daughter you have there. Razu would not stop talking about her all night last night. I'm sorry she had to stay so late. I didn't think my work would take as long as it did. And like you oh. seem like stretching out. He like I said, you could see the bags and the bags under his eyes. Oh, no problem at all. Razu Kaz normally stabs her from time to time. And they don't get along very well, so it's nice to have another female around, you know? They keep us calm. You know, did you say stabs her? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. I did. <laughs> Boys will be boys, you know. <laughs> Just 
Mm-hmm. Also, this could be cut out, but like I keep trying and failing because I notice it too late. But every now and again, Trevor like leans back in his chair and tilts his chin down and looks into the camera. And it's the exact <laughs> same haunting look that Vincent D'Onofrio makes in Full Metal Jacket before he kills our <laughs> ear in the bathroom. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> That's the face you made when Solus died. <laughs> Aww. Well, well. Uh, so Bill uh, Marcus apologized about uh, about Artie and Artie and I'm like, oh no no no, it's 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 all fine. I was actually uh, I need to tell the party. I need to let you guys know. Yvette's not uh, too keen on me heading back to the gauntlet for a couple days. She uh, she she really needs me to. She really she asked me if I could stay with the kids and basically she needs me alive. Yeah, <laughs> she just wants to make sure that I'm in tip top shape. She's got some errands to run around town and and uh she thinks if i die they won't know much about me <laughs> before i die <laughs> that's that's understandable actually um any any chance event might come with us no probably not i you know i think this is a uh i think this is a perfect opportunity for me to get to know my kids and, and have this is them about get time to know we me. find out the event's actually just a full-blooded ort <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Seven foot tall, dummy mommy. Oh my god! But uh, Marcus, if you you if if you wouldn't mind, maybe I could watch Artia for you. She can spend some time with Razu, and I wouldn't mind in the slightest. Yes, that's actually. Um, it seems Phrasma's fate has guided us together this day. Um, I was told by the powers that be um, that I need to procure. Yosef's remaining parts that were left behind in the gauntlet to successfully consecrate and retrieve the relic I was sent here to to obtain. And uh, being that seems you all go to the gauntlet, I don't know how long you go or how long you stay, assuming you return in the evening, I don't know. But um, y- yes, uh, babysitting would be wonderful. As Mordrin motions to Billiam to quickly hide Yosef's lucky foot he keeps with him. <laughs> Bill, 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 Billiam looks over at his ward like, shh, don't. Shut up. He's like, put it away. Don't let him see it. He's just been hanging from his belt the whole time. I know, I know. This is a funny bit and all, but just remember that it's literally the first thing that you brought up when asked about Yosef by Mark is like, I got his mm-hmm. foot. Now that Marcus says that, uh, uh, Bill looked down and goes, well, I guess you should have this then. And he pulls off his the, the <laughs> lucky rabbit's foot, the lucky Yosef's foot and uh, and hands it over to Marcus. It says it's a starting point, And I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Asmordrin was the only one there when Yosef died, other than me. Correct? Yeah, that sounds okay. right. Yep. Yep. And I have his tail, you have his foot. Bill will hand Marcus uh, Yosef's foot and go, The rest of him is in the library, as Mordrin knows where it is. Um, so be sure to stick by him. He also has some blueprints you can look at. So uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. He goes, I'll, I'll be sure to take care of it. And, and uh, Ati will go, Is that really his foot? <laughs> it is. Really is. Bill has one single tear, the Denzel Washington single tear. Because <laughs> that's the last bit of Yosef that he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A part of him yeah. will always be with you. 
Yeah, true. And was, uh, Artia, you're not of age to mess with this yet, and he'll put it in his bag. She goes, oh, come on! No, no, please. How, how old is she? Uh, Artia is seven years of age. Seven? Wow. When are humans allowed to play with disembodied body parts? This. I prefer she was a bit older. Oh, I was going to say, for my people, it's like two. I mean, that's just <laughs> kind of the way it goes. Like, I thought you were about to be like, she's older than me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> also, uh, there is a camp in the gauntlet, so if you do decide to stay and she spends the night, any allergies I should know about? Because I just want to kill your daughter while you're gone. <laughs> Try not to murder her. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no allergies that I'm aware of. No. Excellent. She'll be in safe hands, I promise. You got an extra change of clothes for her, just in case? Well, she'll fit oh, sure. right in Razu's clothes. Don't worry about it. Oh, I can I can retrieve her things when we're when we're done here. That's no, no concern. And Billy, make make sure you don't sell her to the witch. And as Mordor <laughs> winks at you with three of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'm I'm going to hope that is an in uh, an in joke between the lot of you. And you would not. Attempt to sell my daughter to a witch? Indeed. We could never sell a part of ourselves or the children or the best of us. Have a wonderful time with your family, William. (laughs) (laughs) Also, she wouldn't catch very much money. Also, William, come here real quick and he'll just like pull you over to the side. He's like, make sure the new child doesn't get a hold of the book that you kids have been telling me. Oh my God, right. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No, no, William, William. Don't, don't mention anything. Cecil, Cecil says that to me as I'm like walking out with Atia. Oh, and I'll shit. look back. I'll look. Mar- Billiam will look back and go, Oh, by the way, could she read? <laughs> yes. Very basic. Very basic level reading. Yeah. Maybe maybe keep her away from your kids' color learning book, William. <laughs> She'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> Can he he seek and sense sense motive, please? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and do a perception against uh, Billy's deception. So don't worry about it. Turn that one. Turn that one. He just thinks he's an oddball. Yeah, Yeah, he's just like, have fun, Atya. He's like, have fun. That's good. That's Marcus good. assumes Bill can't read and Atia's going to read bedtime stories to Bill. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Can she read? My kids have been asking me to read bedtime stories and I'm, let me tell you, words are a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, Bill will uh, Bill will uh, leave the Rowdy rock chef, rowdy Rockfish with Atia and uh, return home to his kids and uh, his upset wife. Well, with that... The party is down one barbarian and up one champion. I have a new quest to somehow free Yosef's soul from the gauntlet. And we'll find out where that brings them next week. My soul! Come on, my friends! All right, guys, Billiam's gone. We can do all the cool shit now. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, without Billiam, we have no interest in going to the gauntlet. He's the last one that has any tie to this place. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is just a completely fresh party. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. 
used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Role for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfi. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening.